0: Welcome to a new edition of The Famous Interviews with Joe D'Amino. On this episode, we talk with surgeon, author, and enthusiast Michael Godin. He has spoken at over 100 medical conferences all over the world. His topics are with rich content, and he speaks with energy and enthusiasm to empower and encourage any audience. Bridging the gap between science and fiction, he explores the creative side of being a facial plastic surgeon and a writer. He volleys his time
1: between both coasts. He has a great story. Enjoy this interview.
0: Michael, it's great to meet you. Thanks thanks for taking a minute out today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being on. You bet. Where are you located? Uh, right now, I'm in La Jolla, California. I'm looking out the window of the Pacific Ocean. Um, there's big surf today, actually, so it's it's, it's pretty interesting. But uh, I spend most of my time in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, that's where uh, I have a medical practice. Uh, and I have a small one here, too, so I'm, I'm kind of bi-coastal.
0: Okay. Excellent. Yeah. La Jolla is beautiful. We were out in San Diego a couple of years ago and uh, my wife stayed behind. I had to come back home and uh, she got to see sea lions there. It was her best birthday ever. She loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but at any rate, Michael, it's great to meet you. Thanks for taking a minute out. And I want to begin our conversation with, you know, you're very busy obviously between coasts as, uh, you know, uh, uh, author, speaker, surgeon, enthusiast. But what I want to know, first and foremost, is the last three and a half years of this pandemic, going through a pandemic was quite a thing. How did you get through that time period and how did it change you?
1: It's an interesting question. I um, just kind of had to survive. It was very challenging for what I do because I'm a facial plastic surgeon. So I'm in people's faces directly. And uh, a respiratory virus is kind of our worst nightmare. So. I actually purchased a uh, powered air purifier unit called a Papper unit. It's like one of those uh, things you saw on TV or you saw in, you know, some of the movies, you know, the outbreak type movies. And uh, I actually did treatments in that for about a year. It's got a battery on your belt and it's very loud and, you know, you're, you feel like a spaceman, but uh, so professionally it affected me quite a bit. For a while we had to close the office. Uh, our governor uh, mandated uh, no elective surgery. That's my living is elective surgery. So, uh, it would be, uh, you know, they, they kind of outlawed what I did, and I, I completely understood the PPE was, you know, in demand and tried to keep the spirits up of my of my um, uh, patients and, you know, created several videos, just uh, posted them online, just, uh, you know, advice about the pandemic and what to do. And um, and uh, throughout it all, you know, I've been writing and, uh, you know, I continue to write. That's a creative outlet, and um, so I, I try to find time for that as well.
0: So let's get to the heart and soul of all of these things that you do. And I want to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. And one of the kids looks up at you and asks, what do you do for a living? How would you answer that child?
1: I'm a doctor. That, that's what I do for a living. Um, that's how I, uh, you know, feed my family and uh, support myself. Uh, you know, I see patients. Uh, the The writing at this point is a... Um, an avocation, but uh, one that I love and that uh, I am uh, trying to hone in terms of my the quality of my writing um, and and learning the business, you know, of uh, getting books out there, so that when I ultimately decide to stop being a physician, or I guess you never really stop stop practicing anyway, uh, I'll have that to do, and I think that will be very satisfying to me because. What I do is creative, um, you know, facial plastic surgery, very creative. You know, you have to have an aesthetic sense, you know, uh, whether it's in surgery or just, you know, using filler and injectables. Um, and then when I sit down to write something to write a scene, it's, uh, it's a different kind of creative process. So did you,
0: what, would you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become?
1: Oh, for me as a third grader, uh, I think veterinarian at that time, I, you know, I'd gone through, you know, uh definitely wanted to be Batman for a long time. Um, but that was that was earlier in my in my uh, career planning. but uh, yeah, veterinarian for a while, and then um, you know, uh, it wasn't until college that I, I thought I'd be either a doctor or a lawyer. I, mean, I wanted to go to a profession, so I actually got a degree in biology and a degree in English literature, uh, which helped the writing. and um, uh, ultimately decided I could maybe help people a little bit more directly by being a physician, so that's what I chose.
0: So, who's been kind of a hero or an inspiration for you in your life?
1: Oh my gosh! I guess my parents were my first heroes. Uh, you know they uh, they they did an amazing job uh, with our family, and uh, after that, I don't know. You know, uh, when you go through medical training, of course, uh, some of you, you get mentors uh, and people who take the time to to share with you and to teach you um, teachers uh, throughout. You know, I've had some great teachers, and um, so those, I guess, the people who are in my life and uh, and teaching me, inspiring me. um, Are are probably my heroes.
0: So, if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who'd it be?
1: Oh my God, Um, that's a great question. Anybody alive on the planet right now? I don't know. You know, part of me says, okay, spend some time with James Patterson and find out the insides of this writing business because it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, There's some wonderful surgeons around the world. Um, I don't know about any celebrities, not, not really, um, don't really, I don't really have a specific person I'd like to meet, but um, maybe as a group of people, the, the people who are doing what I do very well. So
0: let me ask you this. What's been the best advice that you've ever gotten?
1: Uh, Be kind. I think kindness is probably the most important thing in life. And uh, um, uh, that's that's what I've always tried to teach my kids. I've got two boys and I've always tried to teach them that, you know, no matter what you're doing, if it's colored with kindness, um, it's going to be better, better for you and better for whoever you're interacting with. So as a writer,
0: when you were growing up, what was the first book that you ever read that made you really want to read more or just one of your favorite authors or books?
1: Oh, well, I think I started with uh, uh, comic books and uh, uh, went on to uh, Hardy Boys and Black Stallion and, uh, uh, and Charlie the Chocolate Factory was huge. That was my favorite book for a long time. Um, and... Uh, uh, even the, the old Frank Merriwell stories. I don't mean, you know if you've even heard of those. They're very old, but, uh, they were all about, you know, a guy trying to do the right thing growing up. Um, yeah, comics throughout. Um, and then uh, when I got a little older, started writing a little bit, reading a little bit more, I, you know, started reading the classics and enjoyed those An English literature major. So we had to read a lot. Um, but I always read for fun too, like uh, Confederacy of Dunces. Uh, that, that was one of my favorite books, uh, just, you know, giant comedic farce. Um, I, I recommend that to people when they're looking for a good read.
0: So, Michael, every day you wake up, we all have motivations. What gets you out of bed? What gets you to to do everything that is a part of who you are and to grow? What What's that motivation for you?
1: Ah, um, I guess at the end of the day, we've got this one life to live, right? And um, as far as we know and you know i just want to do the best i can with it and uh you know i have a structured life uh, during the week um so that gets me out of bed because i know that first patient's you know waiting gonna be waiting in a chair at nine o'clock um and uh you know i want to be there and not only just show up but you know be excellent and, and try to give them what they need and then uh on the weekends uh the writing really is a big part of it um i can't uh, there are times when i can't wait to get up and and write my next uh, scene, you know, I, I know what I know the night before kind of what it, it's going to be. And I've kind of been sleeping and letting it percolate in the back of my mind. And, uh, uh, you know, I, when sometimes when I get up on the weekends, I just can't get wait to get up and write it.
0: So what's been some of the best feedback that you've gotten both as a physician and as a writer?
1: Uh the physician, you, you know, you get feedback from your patients on a daily basis. You know, they love this. They they wish this were better, um, and um, you know, I take that to heart and just try to try to be better. Just try to give them an excellent outcome every time. So, I think my patients give me so much feedback. Um, as a writer, uh, you know, just you know, criticisms. I, ha- I have a, a group of beta beta readers that you know read the books that. I've written and, you know, some of them are very forthright in terms of, you know, this this part works and this part doesn't. Um, There's been no single singular gem. It's just been advice from patients, advice from people who have read my books in the early stages who I whose opinions, you know, I I respect and um, uh, just I'm almost getting continual feedback.
0: So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a 20 year old version of yourself and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained so far in your life. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: Wear sunscreen more often. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take uh you know, stretch. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, you know, just, just take time to enjoy it. Um, there have been times, particularly in medical training when I've, I've uh, been working very, very hard, um, and uh, I, I don't know that I've taken time to appreciate, you know, the magnitude of, you know, the change that you, you're making in people's lives. Um, it's just, you know, you kind of get into the grind, and you're doing the next thing. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, be in the moment, I think I would tell myself, just, you know, try to savor every moment, because these are, you know, there's going to come a time when things slow down, and uh, and you don't have the opportunity to do these things for people anymore.
0: So of all of the things that you've done and accomplished and become in your life, what are you the proudest of?
1: Um, I'd say my family at home and my family at work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of uh, the relationships that I've nurtured at home and, and uh, you know, getting, getting my kids off to a good start. Um, and then, you know, at work, it's, uh, we really have a work, family we have a wonderful culture in the office uh the people i work with they they love each other and um you know when 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 someone has a birthday the the back room is just filled with you know cookies and cards and things and uh you know they go out and do things outside of work and uh, very shortly we'll have our holiday luncheon and we all sit at the head of the table and they'll be you know uh, a dozen or more people at that table just enjoying each other and uh, you know i look around and and that that makes me very happy
0: so everyone out there michael has a perception of you family friends patients readers but you ultimately run the show what's your perception of you who do you
1: think you are <laughs> i think i'm a guy who uh, works works pretty hard and uh, is always trying to get it right and and do better um and uh, I think at the same time I'm also a person who enjoys life um and uh, uh so there's a kind of a you know I'm a gemini uh, may may birthday and so uh, I think there's a a, a pretty hard working part of me and there's a part of me that um just likes to kind of lay back and 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 enjoy the the things that are not work related so i guess those are the two sides of me
0: so let me ask you this, if you could get into some level of a time machine and go back in time and see one event in human history with your own eyes, where would you go? What would you love to have seen happen? Oh, oh
1: boy. Um, <laughs> I think the parting of the Red Sea would have been really cool. I would, yeah. have, I would have really enjoyed seeing that, uh, just, uh, cause you know, I've always had an image in my mind, um. But you know, there have been so many wonderful and tragic moments in history that would have been amazing to see. Um, it's really hard to pick one, so I'll go with that. Okay,
0: cool. So, Michael, if anyone wants to get your books, they want to learn more about your practice, anything about your world, reach out to you, how can they do that?
1: Well, it's very nice of you. The book is uh, available through any bookstore. You just have to say my name and the title, The Big Prick, and we could talk about why it's called that because uh, that <laughs> that ended up being a little spicer title than i intended but um <laughs> uh, so we could talk about that a little yeah, bit but
0: uh, that, that'd that be great yeah if we want to do that before we get to how to reach out yeah i'm, okay. I'm curious yeah.
1: okay so the big thing you know the story is about a group of surgical interns starting their surgery training in san diego in the mid-1980s and you know it's not an autobiography but that's when that's when i did my training and you just have um the beginning of the HIV epidemic and at that point, we didn't understand it well. People were dying in droves. People were coming in with you know uh, you know very distinguishing characteristics of it. And we were doing surgery every night and you know particularly when we're, when we were not I was doing facial surgery, facial fractures, you know so sharp uh, sharp bits of bone, wires, drills, screws, you know. We were getting cut. Uh, a lot, um, and we all thought we were going to die. Um, so the big prick was really um, getting stuck in surgery and uh, with an HIV positive patient. Uh, fortunately, very few of us did die. Um, you know, but there were there were instances where people did get infected, and you know, later on, science, um, uh, medical science came up with uh, uh, some great uh, ways to treat it. But at that time, it was a very very bleak situation so it works on that level but it also works on the level of that we had some really uh uh sort of misogynistic uh, uh supervisors at the time in surgery um who were certainly big pricks um so there's there's that as well there's a little romance in it too so um uh but it's been a uh, it, 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 the people kind of react either very positively or sometimes a little bit negatively to the title i didn't really intended to be uh, controversial. It just kind of came out that way.
0: Yeah. I assume that there was a lot more to it. So if anyone wants to pick up the big prick, learn more about you, reach out, how's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, they can uh, go on to Amazon and uh, find the, my name, Michael Godin, the big prick. They can go to um, msgodin.com. Just uh, those are my n- initials, msgodin.com for my, uh, um, uh, medical practice is drgodin.com, so just drgodin.com. Um, and they can find out. And, you know, I've seen patients on both coasts. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. There's a little tiny bit of cross-pollination between the, the book and the practice. It wasn't intended, but it's it sort of worked out that way a little bit.
0: Excellent. Michael, this has been wonderful. Thank you, sir, for your time. Thank you for your story. Best of luck with everything. Have a great holiday.
1: Well, you know, this was my very first podcast interview and I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh,